Hey folks, welcome to Close the Deal, a podcast designed for you, our valued dealers. I'm Jake Watson, your moderator, SVP of Marketing. On our last episode, we broke down some of the most common financing terms so you can go out and sell with confidence. Today, we're super excited to talk about why stakeholders at different points in the funnel of influence should care about financing and uh, what they can do to push it. We've got Rich and Nish here with us today. Hey guys, Nish here, EVP Revenue. Hello, everybody. Richard Texera, SVP of Sales. So I like to call it the funnel of influence. I, I just came up with that about two minutes ago. <laughs> you got a trademark that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But we spend a lot of time talking about the bottom of the funnel, right? Customers and why customers should care and dealers and dealer salespeople should care about financing. But I like to think about it as a funnel. So the top of the funnel, you've got OEMs, you distributors, know, distributors, associations. Exactly. That's right. That's right. And then their salespeople, which is kind of a layer down. Why should they care and what can they do to push it? And then you get into dealers and then the dealers salespeople and customers, right? And we spend a lot of time talking about the bottom of the funnel, uh, and we will again today, but I want to spend a little bit of time at the, the top of the funnel. So OEMs and distributors specifically, why should an OEM or a distributor care about financing and what's in it for them to actually push it to their network? Not even the OEM salespeople. Let's talk about just like a, a decision maker at an OEM. Why would they care about financing? What's in it for them? I think, I think from a OEM perspective or an association or a distributor, it's all about selling more of their product, right? right? And they all realize that financing is a key tool for an end sales rep to have in order to sell product. So if they are supporting this initiative in terms of uh, pushing the financing programs, partnering with us, it helps with them moving more boxes, right? Right. And let's be honest, that's the end goal. Everyone wants to sell more of their product and financing is another tool that allows them to do that. And, and you know, Dinesh's point, having a strategy like this from an OEM allows you to move more boxes, move more product, but also allow you to be top of mind to that dealer, right? Like that dealer who's speaking to OEM that has a strategy and that's where we come in and really work with them on that strategy, work on that funnel at a more of a higher macro level. I think it's also a way for like an OEM distributor or association or what have you to demonstrate their kind of commitment to being a trusted advisor. I'm I'm an OEM. There's nothing really in it for me directly financially from an OEM perspective, but I'm here helping you, Mr. or Mrs. Dealer, understand how you can move more product and ultimately grow your revenue. Correct. That's the crux of it, right? It's a a tool that is necessary in, in... today's world to have or else you lose out because the dealer's competitors are offering financing, right? Uh, Be it an OEM program or be it just directly through us, they're offering financing programs. And if you don't offer it, you're making yourself not as competitive in the market. So for an OEM to be able to support a program, it helps with that messaging to the dealer where it's like, hey, we are supporting the financing program because it's it's a necessity now. And if you don't offer it, that means you're not going to be able to sell. Forget our boxes, any boxes, right? right? Or any product. So I think that's the key. Yeah. And, and again, if OEMs are not investing in that strategy, then you are, you're kind of a passive participant. What we're really seeing now with our conversations with OEMs is how do I add more value? Right. What else can you do that drives 
revenue? How do you pick up volume that you're not already getting? How many customers have said no to you? Right. That's what we're seeing a lot with OEMs is how do I work with my dealers at a business level to get them to understand that, hey, we want you to lift your overall volume. And you're going to do that by picking up the sales you're not getting. Yeah. This isn't about the yeses that you've already gotten. This is it's about how do you no's. convert the no's That's to right. yeses. It comes down to, like we talked about on our last podcast, understanding the terms. How do you use financing as a strategy to get the sales you are not getting? Right. It's that opportunity cost. And OEMs are starting to understand that, work a lot more closely with us on incentives and strategies and exposure and, and communicating with dealers and helping them out with that and helping their reps out too. It's a pretty straightforward message too, right? A, it's consistent. There's not a whole bunch that changes. There, there are products here and there like rate buy down and there, there, you know, there are different products that change a little bit here and there, but ultimately the value proposition is, is the same. It is affordability for your Correct. consumer, right? And, and, and it's a tool that your salespeople can use to drive affordability. And, and right. so it's a consistent message that stays the same. And if you can reinforce that message over and over and over again, you're going to start getting people who understand that message, right? And start to behave in a slightly different way. Correct. Okay. So let's bring it back to the OEM. So so let's say you're a decision maker at an, OE, at an OEM, you're responsible for a sales team and you're buying in. You buy everything that we're saying right now. What can that decision maker do to push financing and why? And why should the people on the receiving end of that message care? So the salespeople at the OEM. So I think that what, what that decision maker at the OEM can do is number one, support it, right? right? Support the initiative of having a financing program right. for their network. Right. The the other items that that we typically will ask them to do is, you know, support with marketing efforts, get the message out, right? Communication of the program to both their internal teams or if they have distributors to their distributors and then eventually the the dealer and the dealer sales rep. So all the way through, support us with the communication. Yeah. Support us with getting in front of all these various levels, right? Like your sales reps, your distributors, if there are any the dealers and the dealer sales reps support us in trying to get in front of us through webinars or in-person meetings or whatever. We got, we've gotten creative with getting, getting these people to listen to us. We, we do that part. We just need their support in terms of pushing that message, getting those meetings uh, for us so that we can talk about the financing program, talk about the advantages, talk about how they can use it to grow their revenue. Yeah. Right. Over and above that, it's, it's, consistency, right? I find that when we launch a program, everyone is extremely excited and everyone's like, yep, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to push a message. We're going to send communication out. But then, you know, it, it tends to slow down or become wallpaper. And, and the problem with that is then it's not top of mind. Right. And we all know in today's environment, if you don't offer various options from a payment perspective, there's a chance you're not getting that business. So it's like, how do you continue pushing the message, right? That consistency of repetition, essentially, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. is key. To so support message. us through, you know, with that consistency of repetition of the messaging right. is is kind of the most critical part, in my opinion. Because that drives comprehension, right? Message Correct. comprehension. So Correct. totally with the you. The challenge with that, though, in, initially, like right on the head on that one, it's consistency because it does become wallpaper after a while. Mm -hmm. And this is the challenge. Because most day-to-day -day tasks that are evergreen become, they, they become monotonous. Right. And the, the, the wins people get isn't by who launches the biggest thing most successfully is that who can consistently Continue. drive the message 
and be top of mind. So that's where with a lot of our relationships with our OEM partners, it, it isn't just like, hey, you know, give us a list of dealers, we'll call around to that. But it's how do we get on webinars? How do we get on kickoff calls? How do we bring your sales teams in or your distributors, whatever your channel distribution is, how can we engage with them and partner with them so that it's top of mind with them? So when they're talking to a new dealer that they want on board into their kind of network uh, or the roster, for lack of a better term, it isn't just, hey, we're HVAC, you know, OEM HVAC, you know, company X or Acme X or what have you. Uh, and, you know, our products stand the test of time. The products will speak for themselves. But, hey, on top of that, to help you with sales, we have partnered with, you know, X organization to also help you drive products out to the market yeah. and get it out there in a consistent, repetitive frequency or I, cadence. I, and if I'm sitting in that chair, right, if I'm if I'm at an OEM and I'm the decision maker and I've got a group of salespeople, let's say I'm sitting in that chair and I'm behind forecast by 10 percent or at forecast or, you know, above forecast, hopefully, um, regardless, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I got to figure out a 10% lift. Here's a tool that I can push to my sales folks and say, Hey, you guys want to put more money in your pocket? This is how you do this it. This is how you, you do. push hard on financing because there are definitely no's that are happening out there yep. that could be converted to yeses. If I'm at forecast, I'm like, okay, time, I need to blow this out of the water. We got a volume bonus at 110%. This is how we get there. This is the incremental tool well, we use to get there. You can also look at it from a different lens where you can push higher ticket items, right? right? right. Like it's like, hey, right. Instead of selling the mid-range, whatever product, go with the top end and put it on a monthly payment. Even if you do the monthly payment on the Delta, right? So let's say the top end product is 12 grand and you've, you know, your mid-range is nine. They have the nine K, take the nine grand and put the three on financing, right? right? But send, sell the top end product because in the end, it's all about dollars and cents, right? So that's another way to do it. 100%. And it also separates and creates separation amongst the OEMs, right? So in the sense of like, you know, it comes back to incentives, right? Incentives drive behaviors. Behaviors are driven by incentives. And sometimes we become so myopic in who we incentivize to your back to your point where it's like, okay, I'm behind, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a distributor rep or an OEM rep, and I just hit this wall and moving the product. And what, you know, some organizations will do is they'll just over incentivize the rep, but that rep, that doesn't solve the wall that no. they're hitting you're still hitting that same wall right right which is your dealer adoption of buying those boxes or what have you so you have to then switch that strategy to say okay well then what's going to draw you towards our product and move more of it yeah and that's where then oems are starting to sit back and now talk to us we just recently had a meeting and we actually showed the results of a, of a program we did and the response was this is the best money i spent Right. Because it like there was a tangible, this is what I invested into us, and this was my output right. of it. Yeah, and right. it was immediate, it was direct, it was cause and effect. Yeah. And now imagine you're a rep for that OEM right. to go out and say, Hey, we've invested not in me trying to sell you more boxes, but you now trying to be able to sell more units. Okay. So we talked about OEMs, we talked about the salespeople at OEMs. What more can the OEM do to help us drive financing? Like one of the things that I know we talk about a lot in here, put us in front of your team, put us in front of your sales team, because you know you don't even have to do any of the work. If you buy in to the idea 
we can do it all for you. We just sit in front of your team. We walk them through why it matters, why they should care, why their dealers should care, and why their dealer's customers should care, and all of the nuance in between. I think from a hierarchy perspective is like, yeah, like the the sales reps that work for the OEM or the distributors or whatever, whoever, is. Yeah, we right? We keep saying OEM, but it's, yes, it's, all three. It's key for them to be bought into financing as a tool for their dealers, right? Right, Because if they buy into it, it helps the messaging to their customers who are the dealers and their, their dealer sales reps. Uh, it is extremely key for us to get in front of these people um, and to educate on it, right? Because let's be honest, they are busy. Uh, they're trying to sell their product. Um, but if they realize that this tool is going to help them sell more of their product and we'll do all the work in terms of educating them, then it just makes it that much easier for them to sell more of their product, right? right? Is grow their revenue. The way I see it is if we get the OEM sales rep engaged, yeah. right? You are most likely, right? I'm not going to say 100%, but most likely going to see an increase in your overall revenue generation. Yeah. Because financing is a key component within this industry, no matter what anybody and, sells. And think about like the blood, sweat, and tears that decision makers sitting in OEM distributor offices, you know, are putting into their day-to-day -day just to find that incremental 1% or that incremental 2%. Like it's like, what can we do? What product innovation can we roll out? How are we going to differentiate ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. This is something that all you got to do is buy into the idea and invite us on site Correct. to help you sell the idea. And that's it. There's no blood, sweat, and tears. It's, no. it's just invite us. We've can made we it. We've made it pretty easy. We have our, you know, our our training yep. uh, that is set up that walks them through this. And then there's support, right? right? Like that's the other part is we have our sales team where we will assign our sales team to your sales rep. Right. Right. At, at an OEM level. So they can form a relationship. They can keep talking. They can engage and then pass that message to their dealers. I think that is a key component of this entire yep. process. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to go, you know, a little bit further, what the team's role becomes almost the, you know, I don't want to say a coach, but to the effect of we are going to then talk to our, our relationships, talk to our dealers and say, hey, like we have monthly reports where we have, you know, we call them dealer health cards where we look at it. We can break it down by rep, but we can also really point out some opportunities and say, hey, we see this rep is really submitting a lot of volume. These reps are not. What is the delta here and how can we help out with that? Yeah. Let's talk about as we kind of move down the, the, the funnel of influence. And by the way, the influence is over the consumer. But let's move down to the decision maker at a dealer. What's in it for the, the decision maker that's sitting in that dealer chair? Why should they care about financing and what can they do? Yeah. And, and you know, I think we, you know, I think I know we've talked about it, you know, even just as, you know, this podcast yeah. right now, right? Which is, again, how do you expand and start scaling your business? And we've had guest speaker after guest speaker speak to this. We've talked about this. And again, it's the no one disputes um, the business that is coming in. However, that dealer is getting it. It's about capturing more uh, of the market out there. Right. And it's about capturing more of those leads that come in. I, I think dealers will know this. Owners will know this. If you are, spending money on a lead that money is being spent regardless if you close that sale or not yeah so 
what happens is a lot of people don't look at ways of how to improve their 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 clothes, which makes their spend more efficient. What they do is say, and we've seen this a lot with you know business owners we've talked to. Well, I'll just spend spend more, more. money to get more leads. Yeah, <laughs> and then but nothing changes yeah. in your conversion, and you just spend more money, and you spend, and then you know exponentially you're, more in some we're just cases. We're talking about right? it. Your yeah. cost per leads like fifteen hundred dollars, right? You know, and it could be that crazy, folks, depending on when, where, and, and all that fun stuff. And Jake, we've even had you know a, a marketing expert come in and talk about you know leveraging Google and Google Analytics and all those things from SEO and SEM. And again, folks. Financing is about increasing your overall conversion ratio based on those customers who are not giving you that cash, right? Or an ability Correct. to close that deal where they're going to say, hey, you know what? Let me go kick tires and call 15 other dealers. What is your strategy? What are your tactics to retain that customer? You've rolled a truck to call them or some, you've paid someone to answer that phone. Now, how do you capture that customer? And that's the name of the game. Bottom line is offering financing is going to drive more revenue for your company. And that's it. Yes, agreed 100%. But there is a negative effect of not offering right. it where your revenue might go down because on, you know, from a year over year basis, we obviously see more uh, companies use financing, yep. right? So if you all of a sudden are not offering it, you know, maybe you did, I don't know, a million bucks, two million bucks, five million dollars in revenue last year because that's, you know, was a good year. Maybe that goes down because you you're not offering it. So it's it's a potential negative effect from a dealer owner or a you know manager at a dealer's um, where they might lose business. Yeah. Right. So it's like, OK, how do you keep up and increase your revenue and your competitors might be getting it correct right? so so it's, it's actually not only yeah it's, it's a negative because it makes it more difficult for you to compete in the market correct yeah. exactly yeah. it's it's to continue being competitive and having an edge so if we've we've got dealers who are buying into this idea salespeople who may or may not understand financing and and to me it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with OEMs like if we've identified dealers who have an opportunity to drive more financing and these dealer decision makers agree that this is a tool that their salespeople can use to drive more revenue for the business put more money in the salesperson's pocket and have ha happier customers at the end of the day what can they do to, to make sure that this message is being comprehended by their sales folks? And I go back to what we were saying earlier, just invite us on site. Get us in front of them. Get us in front of your, of your salespeople. We've got training that we've developed, you know, Rich and Nish have done an amazing job developing like a, a like bespoke training experience and bespoke training approach. You don't have to do anything. There's no blood, sweat and tears to try and figure out how to differentiate yourselves just invite us in front of your sales folks and, and we'll take care of it. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll go one further. We have a lot of dealers who just have these really great, long institutionalized relationships with some of our reps. And in fact, our reps sit on, you know, if not their weekly meetings, bi-weekly, monthly, and they're invited in to talk about that, right? To re-energize, to, to Nisha's point, be consistent with the messaging of financing. They're troubleshooting as well, you know, items like that that might come up. But predominantly, they're talking about, hey, don't forget financing. Here's what we've got going on. Here, right. Like, let me remind you about this rate buy down, which we talked about in the last podcast. Uh, or, hey, maybe we have a, you know, uh, we dropped out promos on three month deferrals and things like that. But also bring in other people because the other thing with sales for meetings is they become wallpaper. Right. Yeah. 
right? So you need to shake it up, but you bringing a different voice in shakes it up, disrupts the monotony of it and allows for voices to come and talk to individuals or maybe speak to those reps who still need some assistance in understanding how to adopt in their presentation. Let's talk about uh, salespeople. So dealer salespeople, why they should care and, and, and customers, you know, because to me, they're, they're kind of tied together. So, so in my mind, you can generate a happier customer by offering options that drive affordability and at the same time, put more money in your pocket, right? So if your customer has a set budget, then you can offer them these affordability tools that can either drive your average ticket price up or close more deals for you, right? And both of those two things ultimately is going to put more money in your pocket. Correct. And, you know, what one point we, we mentioned it previously is like, you're able to give your customer what they want. Right. Right? Yeah. Because you're making it affordable for them. Right. You make it affordable for your customers. The customer gets what they want. They are happy. Right. Right. And I think that in the end, in, in this entire um, conversation, in the end, that's the most important thing. To have your customer be happy and yeah. get what they want, uh, which in turn, to your point, Jake, is increases your closing ratio, increases your average ticket, puts more money in your pocket, increases the revenue of the company, increases the revenue for the OEM distributor sales rep, and eventually the OEM yeah. all the way through back, right? Everyone wins. That's right. And, and, and I touched on this earlier, the idea of this trusted advisor. I think it works at each level, you know, so, so we are trusted advisors to our OEMs, right? And we're advising them on how financing can ultimately move more product for them. Then those OEMs can then take that information and go to dealers and say, hey, you know, this isn't a product innovation. This isn't like something that we've done at the OEM level, but here is some advice around how you can drive more revenue for your company. I'm going to go above and beyond on what I typically do and give you some information that's going to help you drive more revenue. And the same thing of the dealer salesperson to the consumer is I'm here to advise you on how to get the products that you want for your home. Uh, and if you're a happier customer, because now you can afford the things that you really want, not only is that driving up the revenue of my business, but now I have a happier customer, which is also good for my business. Yeah, it might actually, you know, behoove us on a, it's a fancy word there, right? uh, to do this again. You know, I, I recall one of our initial podcasts, we did kind of a, uh, like a sales process, right? Right. A lot of people will debate whether again, science or sales is a science or an art and, you know, being in sales now for over 20 years, I can tell you emphatically, empirically that it is a science. There is a structure to a conversation that goes, right? And that's exactly what we did with our sales process. Are you a customer? What do you need? Here's what we can provide you based on our assessment. And then how do we close the sale? And by the way, we can provide all this for you for $69.99. So, and then ask for the order and then see. I'm going to attempt to summarize today's episode. So starting with the OEM decision makers, why should I care? I can move more product, right? I can move more product and there's no blood, sweat and tears associated with me doing that. I just invite us on site and we take care of everything else. The OEM salesperson or the distributor salesperson, why should they care? They should care because they're now able to take this really valuable information and, and, and provide it to their dealers, right? And, and kind of set themselves apart and ultimately, again, move more product, pushing financing to my dealers who hopefully are pushing it to their customers. 
Why should a dealer care? A decision maker at a dealer should care because at the end of the day, they're gonna drive more revenue. Again, without the blood, sweat, and tears, just invite us on site. We can talk to your sales folks. This is not some big heavy lift from your perspective. We can help you drive more revenue for your business. And why should your salespeople care? Your salespeople should care because they can put more money in their pocket by offering financing, driving up average ticket size or getting more yeses at the kitchen table and their customers are going to be able to afford more, which means they're going to be happier customers. It is a win-win from top to bottom. You nailed it. <laughs> now we just got to figure out world peace. <laughs> that's that's next week's podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll tackle that one next week. Uh, okay. We're there, fellas. Um, thank you so much. If you haven't read our industry-specific marketing insights report, you are missing out. The report is jam-packed with valuable information you can, drive, you can use to drive more sales. Uh, and you can do that starting today. If you have any questions, if you don't have the report and you want it, send me an email, jwatson at snapfinancial.com. If you have any feedback or questions about today's episode, suggestions for future topics, or if you'd like to be a special guest, again, please email me at jwatson at snapfinancial.com. Gentlemen, it's been a blast. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.